a Radio 191 FM podcast. Monday through to Thursday at 9.05 a.m. on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado, John Moore, drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the Octagon to the Beehive to the White House to the Kremlin, as it happens, here's your political roundup. Morning, John. Kia Koto, and on today's political roundup, bumbling Kiwi jihadi, union boss slap in the face, and ticket scalping ban. Kiwi ISIS jihadist wants to return to New Zealand. A New Zealander who has been active with ISIS for five years is currently being held by Kurdish forces in Syria. The Kiwi jihadist has received international news coverage. Mark Taylor became known as the bumbling jihadist for his ineptitude in accidentally sharing his and an ISIS unit's location on social media. In a recent interview, Taylor looked a rather pathetic and sorry character. He made a half-hearted apology for his actions. However, he then completely undercut his apology with a discussion of his previous desires to own a slave while he was an active ISIS member. And sadly, he just didn't have the money to buy a slave, apparently. The least one could say about ex-ISIS member Mark Taylor is that he is not a particularly nice guy. Taylor chose to join and participate in a religious death cult and also participated in the group's propaganda efforts to recruit young Westerners. He may appear very sorry for himself now that he has been captured, but he deserves absolutely no sympathy. We have an odd situation right now where many Liberals find it hard not to show some concern for the position that a number of young Western jihadis have now found themselves in with the collapse of the ISIS caliphate. Indeed, for many Liberals, the likes of Mike Taylor or former ISIS bride Shamima Begum are victims of the former so-called Islamic State. Nothing could be further from the truth. Taylor Begum and scores of other young Westerners who chose to join a fascist-like group that engaged in the most grotesque forms of crimes against poor and marginalised people in the ISIS self-declared caliphate. Other Westerners have chosen to join forces fighting ISIS, including joining Kurdish forces. One must be judged for one's moral actions. Young Westerners who join Kurdish fighters against ISIS should be seen as heroes. And young Westerners who joined ISIS should be judged as the equivalent of violent, bigoted fascists. Does this mean that former ISIS members like New Zealand and Mark Taylor should have all their rights taken away from them? Absolutely not. When we demand due process and the rule of law for the likes of Taylor, we should do so on the basis of protecting civil liberties and hard-fought-for political rights. The likes of Mark Taylor and British former ISIS operative Shima Begum may have embraced fascist-like totalitarianism when they signed up to ISIS. We, in contrast, need to stand up for political freedoms and moral justice. Now back to New Zealand. The leaders of the Council of Trade Unions and the Public Service Association have egg on their face after a CTU resolution backing striking junior doctors. The top leadership of the CTU and the PSA had refused to come out in support for striking doctors. And the PSA leadership had played an active role in supporting a moderate breakaway junior doctors union. CTU union boss Richard Wagstaff has been accused of effectively backing the government and the district health boards with their efforts to thwart the activism of the militant resident doctors association.
two other health sector unions, the Association of Salaried Medical Specialists and the New Zealand Nurses Association, have stood up to the CTU leadership by taking a resolution to the National Affiliate Council of the CTU. The resolution condemned the union-busting efforts of the DHBs, that's the district health boards. The resolution was carried nine votes to four with two abstentions. The passing of this resolution in support of striking doctors is a huge slap in the face for the moderate union leadership of the CTU and PSA. What we are witnessing is effectively the start of a civil war within the union movement itself. More radical union leaders are at battle with more moderate union bosses. The very nature and modus operandi of New Zealand's union movement has now been brought into question. And finally, government proposes banning ticket scalping. Ticket reselling is to be regulated in New Zealand. The government is planning to effectively ban ticket scalping with a range of new regulations. Measures will include a price cap on resale tickets. So certainly music fans are likely to be happy with this move to ban ticket scalping. But is this an opportunistic measure by the government to win brownie points with young voters? New Zealand is a capitalist market economy where market forces are seen as the driver of the sale of goods and services. Orthodox economists would argue, why should the sale of tickets only be heavily regulated when the free flow of goods and services is allowed in most other areas? A question the government needs to answer. And that's your political roundup for today. Thanks for that, pal. You've ever had to pay for overpriced tickets yourself? Oh, no way. Or sold them yourself? No, no, no. Could never do that and would never buy overpriced tickets. It's just a little bit ridiculous. Just mm. miss out. Mm. Just miss out. Oh, well, that's why I do it anyway. I can understand other people, you know, if they love something that much, yes, they, they'll, they'll pay a little bit more. Is your one chance to see your your music hero? Perhaps, perhaps. Mm. Uh, who knows? Uh, I saw the Eagles on the weekend, didn't pay a dime, and it was great. <laughs> have, yourself nice. a, have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.